listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 48 of the AntsMarching.org podcast. Um, welcome back to uh, Joe and Jake, who have done a fantastic job, or so I'm told, of uh, holding down while I've been um, unavailable for the podcast. Joe and Jake, how are you two? Welcome back. Welcome back. I know you've been listening to all of our podcasts while we've been gone, and you've probably listened to them multiple times because you've missed us and, and just to hear our voices to give you some comfort while you're away from you home. You two are the soundtrack of my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. We missed you, man. Well, I missed you guys too. Jake, how, how have you been, bud? I, I have been very well, but I've been very sad. I've missed you greatly. I'm glad that you've returned from your uh, trip overseas. So you, so you, you didn't hear the special 30-minute dedication we did to you? No, but I'm, I'm assuming if it's a dedication to me, it must be some kind of complaining. <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe. We, may have, we may have asked you to use the Ants hashtag, Ants uh, podcast uh, hashtag, um, for uh, Matt complaints. Ah, you switched it up for the episode, huh? Yeah. So no more questions. Just please send in your complaints. No, I, uh, I was, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm remiss to say I actually did not listen to your your two podcasts. Um, you literally uh, just got in though. Like, didn't you like land this morning? Last last night. Last yeah, night. So, uh, and we got in about eight o'clock local Seattle time. And doing the math, we were technically up since eleven thirty the previous night local Seattle time. So we were on about a 24-hour cycle, <clears throat> pardon me, without sleep. Uh, so last night, we, neither one of us was feeling good. But today, we both kind of shot out of a can and we got some good rest. Our clocks are already reset and our, our, our body clocks are. So uh, when Joe and Jake said, hey, you want to do a podcast tonight? Hell yeah, I want to do a podcast tonight. Let's do it. Yeah, we need those golden pipes back on here. <laughs> oh, boy. We should, uh, we should state for the record that we are recording this on the 4th of June. Um, at eight o'clock Eastern time. So that's whatever weird time it is out in Seattle. So just, we like to kind of give people perspective of when we're actually recording this. So um, that so was Jake's in case way. We say anything that's dated. Yeah. That was Jake's way of sticking it to me and making sure that I get it released as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because no. it can't be, it can't be four days later. Right. Everybody knows who did it. Well, I, I propose that we toast to your return and, uh, I am in a hotel, so I have very limited options. I went down to the bar here to find something to get a drink, and I'm in a Columbus, Ohio, so I said, let's get a local beer, and I got something. I only had one local beer. It's an Elevator IPA, Elevator which IPA. anybody that knows me is I'm not an IPA fan, so I got a backup to hedge my bet in case it's t- terrible. I got myself a Stella. So oh, okay. I'm going to pour a little bit of Elevator and start there, and they, they already knocked off the top for me so i'm going to pour it in this little hotel glass here and so, and pray to god that it's actually been cleaned at some point in over the last month what's the what's the brewery on that beer elevator is the name of it elevator brewing company really it's ohio i guess it's, they could only go up is it uh <laughs> is it three frogs ipa no, it's it's elevator brewing company oh it is three frogs ipa oh i'm sorry were you just about to yeah, me? it's like sitting in my hand, and I'm like, I see IPA at the bottom, and I got to look at the top, and it says three francs. So, looking up the details, if I may. Yes. Uh, I'm going to why you do that. On Untapped, its average rating is 3.5. So, very much an average, acceptable, quaffable beer. Did, I'm good. sorry, did you say qua- quaffable? So did you. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm not familiar with the term, you adorable little ragamuffin. What the heck does that mean? Listen, Mr. Listserv, or whatever uh, list verse, you should know all these words. Hey, isn't that one of your lists? Uh, it will be now, that's Words for sure. you did not know. <laughs> is that like a, so what is it? Is it a beer term, or is it a very a regular dictionary I, I term? think you're probably going to hear it more when wine, but quaffable means, uh, really, basically, it means drinkable. Very, very, very quaffable, like able to be drank, I think. Well, I, okay. I hope I'm not off on that, but that's how I interpret it. Actually, that's my favorite type of beer. Something Are you that sure can it's be drank. Yeah. Yeah. And just so you guys know, this is indeed a Dave Matthews Band podcast, and we will uh we will get there. <laughs> but I'm being forced to talk about this stuff by my two compadres. Oh shut it. What uh, well, come on, we want I want a toast. What are you drinking? Uh Jake, did you already say what you were drinking? No, I was going to save mine for last. Okay, yeah, why don't you? It's sort of related um, It's not a new beer, uh, but it is from Distill Brewery, and that's spelled D-E-S-T-I-H-L. So, you know, one of those cool alternate spelling things. It's out of Bloomington, Illinois, actually. It's um, called uh, Flanders Red. It's, a, it's part of their Wild Sour series. They're actually sour beers that come in cans. Typically, you'll find them in bottles, things like that. But this is actually uh, one of three styles um, from this brewery. This is the Flanders Red, so it's a real kind of a sour cherry kind of beer. It's I've had it before. I really like it, um, and it's good to get back in the swing of American beer with this one. Yeah. Mm, stupid Flanders. Uh, I am uh, trying to make this a DMB podcast, so I am drinking um, the beer from Charlottesville, Virginia. That would be Star Hill. That's right. Mm-hmm. Drinking the Grateful Pale Ale from Star Hill, which is available in the great state of Georgia. So I have been able to liberate some uh, Star Hill beer and take it back here to the Sunshine State. Wasn't it, was it, wasn't in Florida for a little while? It was in Florida for about a year, and then it went away um, very, very unfortunately, and it's been gone ever since. So it's so been you, gone since 2012. You didn't drink enough for that year, apparently. There's been what? Tell you what, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> you were you were doing your share and, and more. Oh, was I ever? Wow. Yeah. The last thing I bought from them was their pumpkin porter, which was actually the best pumpkin beer I've ever had. Of all the great pumpkin beers out there, the pumpkin porter was just fantastic. And I've had one other pumpkin porter since then, but the pumpkin flavor with the porter just matches perfectly. Did you me. know the end was coming uh, that they weren't going to sell it? Cause I can just, I can just envision you like one day going to the store and there's none there and you ask somebody and they're like, Oh, they stopped selling it. I can just see you like falling to the ground and crying. Pretty much. That's what happened. I actually, um, I found out the hard way through a friend of mine um, right before it happened. So I went to the store and bought up every last bit I could. Kind of no, like I the did Cuba everything embargo. Basically. Yeah. It was very similar to that. <laughs> And that lasted you four days. Uh, about three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, I thought I thought you might get a nap. In Shorter on Derby weekends. Yeah. Yes. Exactly, because he's sure. got to have his uh, mint julep. Absolutely. Yes. That, and I got uh, I got an American Pharaoh coming up uh, on the weekend. So if you kids are interested in making some money, just follow American Pharaoh. Oh my God! Can I make money by betting against him? Like the field? I'll take the field. Go ahead, take a shot at it. Okay. It's a weak. It's a weak field. Um, it's a weak field, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. But uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go on I'm going to go for I'm going to go on red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, go on red. <laughs> go on any color you want. Um, so before we uh, get into the DMB stuff, do you want to just tell us quickly, Matt, about Europe? Yes. 
Sure. So uh, my wife and I got married, oh, geez, two and a half years ago now. Um, but we got married in New York uh, in my hometown. And so it was somewhat of a destination wedding. We took a week off or whatever. And the prospect of tacking on another two weeks at the very end of the wedding, um, and not to mention planning a whole honeymoon, things like that, it just was too much. So we said, you know what? Let's put it off. We'll do it later. So uh, this was later. And we ended up uh, taking three weeks in Europe and we went, we flew into Iceland. We went down to Amsterdam. The primary goal was uh, Italy. So we spent three nights in Rome, three nights in Venice, a couple nights in Florence, Milan. And then we made our way up to um, Munich and Brussels and the lovely Cantillon Brewery, of course. And you better believe that I imported back a bunch of, uh, a bunch of bottles from Cantillon. Uh, and then back Is to Iceland. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally good. I think I kind of went over the, the, um, allowance limit in iceland but actually coming back to the states there is no limit the only thing is um they don't want you bringing it back for commercial purposes that's their only concern but no customs was cool hmm. um i'm hang on somebody's knocking on my door actually i'll be right back. <laughs> so no customs was good <laughs> right now <laughs> it was fine uh the the trip was magnificent uh if i could go back and spend a week somewhere it would be rome by far rome was uh so much to do. The best. It was the best. And we felt the safest. And apparently selfie sticks are real big. Like, forget glow sticks. Selfie sticks are the next thing. Thank so, God. I actually have not seen one of those at a DMB show yet. They're coming. They probably don't let them. They, hopefully they don't let you in with them. I, I, I don't know. I've never I've never been offered. I mean, there'd be four guys lined up five feet from each other. You want to, they get in your face, they stop. Yeah. Other than that, um, the city's magnificent. So, no, it was a great trip. Um yeah, just it was it was a lot of fun. It's it's good to be back home though. It certainly is good to be back home. We missed our dogs and I missed you guys all most of all actually. And I missed the hot button topic of the Twitter debate thing. Yeah. I got to be honest, it, I'm I'm bummed about that. Yeah, I I, I knew we weren't going to get anything short of an opinion from you if you would have <laughs> been here. I mean, that's that we would I I feel like um Jake and We're I could just be doing that podcast. Yeah, we still be doing that podcast. Now we just close <laughs> our we can just sit back and just listen to you. You'd be going on a rant for a while. Yeah, and I and I know I, I understand you guys covered it pretty well, so we don't need to go over all that much more, but that that is my joint, that that kind of topic. And really and I don't this, think it's the last time that the topic will come no, up. No. But I mean really what it boils down to is um whether you're a fan of a sports team or a fan of a band, or a fan of a TV show, that does not mean you have to love what they do 100% of the time, or STFU and go home. It's not it. It's it's not. It's like your like your favorite restaurant. It's magnificent. And then let's say the cook changes, or management changes, or something changes, and it's not as good as it is. You don't want to stop going. You just want it to get better. So it's back to your favorite restaurant again. And, and the same thing holds true with being a band. So <clears throat> one of my beefs, my main beef, I think, are people out there who, who say, oh, you know, you just, just, I can't understand why you like this band if you just want to criticize them. That, I, that to me, if, if that's how you feel, I'm sorry, you've got some kind of mental block where you just, if you can't move past that into the analysis slash critique uh, phase of things, then you're... What's the better word? A fanboy, a piss ear. That was always my term back when I first started liking the band. The piss ear fans, where the band could literally go up there, piss in your ear, and you'll say, <laughs> you'll say, you know, thanks for the exam. You know, it's it's 
It's, it's mind blowing. So it is. Matt, you you would be proud. Even I got a little riled up about it too. So you would. You, I did it in your honor, I guess. Maybe. Well, maybe I'll fall asleep to the to the sounds of Joe M getting angry <laughs> later tonight. Then maybe I'll have to pull out the podcast app on my phone. We are all of the same opinion. You, we are want. It's okay to debate. We're not going to listen to the phone book. Yeah, I'm glad that usually all three of us don't agree either. We've always got some kind of divergence of opinion, so it's good to hear that we're kind of on the same page here. For once, the one and, time. And just, yeah, and to that extent, you know, that's why we kind of put three different columns up on the front page of Ants, um, because really, you know, you can have an opinion, and that's fine with it, and we're kind of okay with that. We're not, like, banning people if they don't think like us. You know, and that's sort of what we're getting at, that different people have different opinions. But the important thing is have an opinion. Yeah. I I always like to take the hypothetical extreme. What would piss you off if the band started doing it? What what would it take for you to to, for you to not be happy with something that the band does or anything? Literally some there are people that will say there is not a single thing. Right. And at that point, you're you're off the reservation and your opinion is, is null and void. I know it's an right. opinion, but if if you literally can't see that, it's then. not realistic. I mean, right. like if they literally got up there and um, Dave blew over a, to- a, a tower of cards and and said good night, and you're gonna say, "Yep, that was worth the hundred dollars I just paid." Mm-hmm. You're, you're 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 smoking something. Mm-hmm. Now, now, from what I understand, uh, Jake, you were pretty happy with the, the last few shows, and which kind of seems like the uh, tour has taken a bit of a turn. He was Adam. You go. You went to a mall, didn't you, Jake? No, no. I only went to Atlanta. <laughs> only went to Atlanta. Had to get back. I, I would have loved to have gone um, to back to my college alma mater town of Tuscaloosa, but I did watch the uh, most of the the um, the show on the little Periscope, which is out there, um, which hasn't been banned yet. So I guess that's okay. But um, yeah, I did go to Atlanta. <laughs> um, it's second year in a row. Went up there to Atlanta it's not that far away from uh, from where I am in Florida which is nice um and it's a you know it's a neat little venue it's not the biggest venue but the show did for all intents and purposes sell out the lawn sold out there may have been just a few seats left um, inside the actual kind of covered pavilion portion of it but um I think that was the show that sort of turned things around for fans and you know I think the most obvious thing is the hot button topic that's been going around that kind of caused everything that happened was the lack of the lovely ladies that were there. Um, and that was noticeable. But, yes, that was noticeable. And, and pretty early into the show. And of course I, I don't have the set list in front of me naturally, cause I never do, but the band played you and me um, into the show, into the, um, into the full band set. And it was the wait for it, wait for it. I'm trying to get the song of the main set. Third to last song of the main set. Yeah, but it was a third to last song. But the point of it was, it was around the time when the ladies should have came out. Mm. And Mm. when they started it, you you could almost hear like a little murmur going on in the crowd. And by the time they got to the chorus, it was obvious that they weren't going to bring any microphones out and set them down. And it was almost like this sigh of relief came over the place. It was very strange. And by the way, I know people like to piss on You and Me. You and Me is not a bad song. And the You and Me from Atlanta was great. It was out-freaking-standing. They did a very, very good job with it. And part of that may have been just for the fact that the ladies didn't show up and come out and start singing on it. Mm-hmm. So, But just after that, I was just like, oh, thank God. 
and the, the whole show aside, if you take a look at the set list, you know, they end with Nancy's and warehouse. They played two step, um, full band electric, which is something that they had not done yet this year, uh, which is always a treat was getting a, out of the place. is a freaking nightmare. Was that a 20 minute, uh, two step, like one of the, like that style. Yeah. yeah about that. Yeah. Um, it was more than 15. Um, I actually kind of lost the timing of it, but it was more than 15. I can tell you that, but uh, the whole show was good. I and mean, the stone, the, the stone, stone uh, made its debut in the acoustic set. And, and let me tell you, and I was, I was in the pit when that happened. And just as, as it started, there was just like this, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. People were, were literally freaking out. And, and we were looking around the wife and I were looking around and you could actually see tears coming down the faces of people. I mean, people were that emotionally charged by it. Yeah, you and got just, um, you got tour debut of Stay or Leave, Stone, and Out of My Hands. So that's uh, pretty decent. Yeah, two out of three is not bad. That's six sixty-seven. You know. And but you, you, that show is kind of a show of a trend that's happening. Of essentially, I say essentially with quotations around it, air quotes, um, a single song encore. You know, aside from, you know, kind of the E1 position, the lead in, sometimes a Dave solo, you know, the Atlanta show had Sister, um, but then kind of just two step. There was no other song between the two. And then we're yeah, kind of seeing were... a trend about that now because then the following night, Sister Ants was again kind of just a lead in. And I think the night before uh, was, I uh, uh, can't remember what it was. Uh, see if no, I... it, was, it was Tuscaloosa was Best of What's Around. Um, in the encore, which is outstanding, and then they played Watchtower. That was the Tuscaloosa show. Uh, down in um, Orange Beach, south of Mobile, was actually the Sister and Ants marching. Gotcha. Um, and both of those were kind of running up against the clock. Um, they had a little more time in the um, in the Atlanta show, and you know there was sort of a buzz going around. People were kind of thinking they were going to go Ants Halloween, like they did the prior Saturday, um, but they didn't go in that direction. Uh, but Two Step was was very welcome there. It was really, you know, the crowd went nuts and it was nice. One other thing I want to mention um, in the the sort of mercy out of my hands. Mercy had a guest, um, which I forgot to add into the set list, but I will do that after the podcast. Um, mercy had a guest and it was great it was flute. And then they went into out of my hands. And, you know, the whole mercy out of my hands thing is just just absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. But Dave played a little kind of like an improv thing. Um, for about a minute before they went into Out of My Hands. And he had some structured lyrics to it. Um, couldn't really feel what it was, if it was going to be like a new song from the album or it was just something they sort of made up or he made up on the spot. But they did play it again um, uh, before Out of My Hands, uh, which would have been uh, down in um, Orange Beach. So it, it's something's there. And it's, um, you know, you have to wonder if this is becoming like... Um, what they eventually called, uh, what is that, Preacher Man or whatever the hell they stupid name they gave it when it was originally the Mansfield Jam. Um, so you kind of wonder if that's going to turn into that or if it's something from the album or if it's just, you know, or it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. So it was the best part out of my hands, to tell you that. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I wouldn't mind that because it would give me a heads up that out of my hands is coming. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really sad because, uh, you know, we talked about this last podcast and, and Matt, I you'll be interested to probably hear this, that when you think about it, is there a worse received single from the band than mercy? Oh, I, I it was a single. No, I'm no. Yeah. I forgot that it was a single. I mean, how was Gaucho received? Well, was that, I mean, that, was that considered a single? That was the first single. I don't know. 
That was the, that was the first release song, but I don't think it was ever song. never released to like yeah, radio stations. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah, a single. I don't think it was a single. No, I don't think it was a single, but Mercy definitely was. I remember the video for Mercy. Um, it's it just it's 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 sad that people just sit down and and you know the reality of it is it's, it's not that bad of a song it's just man when dave goes back to that piano it's just like oh my god get the hell out of this thing mm-hmm. and then when it goes into out of my hands it's like 20 minutes and you're like are you serious it's just swaths of people sitting down i'm watching the so you're the, right the, you're right mercy the was the only line. single from away from the world yeah so that's which is crazy in itself yeah um it's just it was just bizarre. It's just, it's just a weird thing. And you could literally from, from Atlanta in certain spots, you could see the beer lines and I'm telling you, it's <laughs> 40, 50 people deep all the way across. I like, mean, that's a good, I mean, if, if at least you're not going to miss a couple songs, yeah, you're, you, you're, 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 you're getting two less kind of maybe fun songs to dance to, but at least you're getting two songs that you have enough time to get a beer and get a drink. Quick bit of trivia and no cheating. Dave Matthews Band has had one single certified as gold by the RAAA. What is space that between. single? Space between. Jake, I think it is space. Be- I think it is space between. American Baby. No, I'm not, I, I just saw. It's on, I'm on Wikipedia, so it must be true. Yeah, it must be oh true. Yeah, sure. No, Whatever. look, look the 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 um, U.S. Peak, Saw the link. The U.S. peak for Space Between was 22. The peak for American Baby was 16. The peak for Crash Into Me, which I would think would be the the, the top, right, is only 18. Wow. wow! If the terrorists haven't won by now, they have officially. Wow! Now. Well, yeah. it could have been worse. It could have been Dream Girl. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I would have never. I would have never. It could be. Mer- it could be Mercy. Uh, Mercy's no, peak. Mercy. Mercy's peak position was uh, 95. The, wow, just just made it onto the list. The here's what's funny. The worst the worst peak positions for single. Guess. I think I think I actually know this. I actually think it's Grace is gone. No. Well, Grace is gone did, did very poorly. Well, okay, so how's this? Give, give, right us, give us multiple choice. Okay, so these are of songs that have charted because there are singles that don't show any chart information. Like typical situations not charted, right? Even though yeah, it's technically a single. So. So, okay, I'll give you options. It's either Every Day, What Would You Say, or Gray Street. I would say Gray Street. Mm. Yeah, Gray Street. Gray Street at 119th. However, What Would You Say was 115. Wow. I thought that was high. Now, now here's, here's the thing. That's taking into account all, all genres because that is a superset of mm. United States pop. United yep. States mainstream, alternative, adult, and adult contemporary. Yeah, but the band has never had a number one hit. <laughs> yeah, that single, well, single wise, album wise, absolutely. Yeah, they, yeah, the, they hold the record for albums, of but the singles. Like, uh, yeah, like, I mean, adult, adult. You need the adult. The uh, what do they call it? Yeah, the adult. Whatever. Yeah, oh, like temporary. Like, don't, don't drink the water. Charted at four on the adult, or I'm sorry, alternative. And where are you? <laughs> where are you going? At U.S. Adult peaked at number three. Where are you going? Is the highest they've ever placed on a single chart. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's horrendous. <laughs> I would say that speaks to the taste of uh, 
pop culture yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah general public yeah yeah i don't know too many people that um heard that single and uh or fell in love with the band no, no. um no. you know That's... what i i think right now is as good a time as any to take a quick segment break but um I kind of want to talk more, uh, I think you guys do too, about the, the current state of the tour uh, after the Southeastern shows and, and where, uh, where we feel they're at with that. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back. Stick with us. Welcome back to uh, the second segment of our answer podcast. Um, we have a few things again to go over that uh, the first segment was just running a little long. We figured we'd put a little break in there for y'all. Um, but um, we wanted to talk also about the, the Tuscaloosa show. Um, I know you guys had some pretty strong thoughts on that. So uh, Emmy Lou, of course, um, one of our favorite guests and kind of an all-time classic in uh, Dave Matthews Band lore. Uh, I guessed it on the uh, the two Alabama shows. So, um, Jake, what do you got on that? Yes, indeed. Emma Lou Harris was at uh, both shows in Alabama. She was down in Orange Beach, um, a little south of uh, Gulf Shores, kind of over next to it. Um, she played on O oh Sister and Gulf Coast Highway. And then she came out. Those were in the acoustic set. And then she came out and did Long Black Veil, um, full band electric, which is always nice. Big fan favorite, uh, Long Black Veil. And nice to see it without the three other people singing on it. I know some people like it, but some people don't. Um, and that version, especially with Emmy Lou, sounded great, um, both um, in Orange Beach and also in Tuscaloosa. And in Orange Beach, just so we're not confused, Oh Sister and the Dave Matthews Band song Sister are actually two different songs. And, of course, some people like yeah. to hate on yeah, Sister. It's, it's right? not no? like when they play it and Joe says, Oh, Sister. <laughs> I mean... It's, it's come on there's a lot of better there's so many better songs we could be playing in the e1 spot than sister great yeah um a quarter of the people there are freaking love it because uh they're a girl and they have a they have a sister and they that's their favorite song together but i mean come on another difference we can we can vary that up because they just played it the night before just the night before that in atlanta they played sister the e1 spot see I just think you are 100% wrong. Of all the things in the world to hate DMB related, Sister is the last thing I'm going to hate on. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with Sister. First off, it's a very well-written song, which is everyone sort of forgets. Um, and it means something to Dave. I think it actually means two things to Dave, besides the fact that he has a sister. Let's not forget he's got kids, too. And I think there's a little of that going on as well, that it's related to his girls likely where he could think about that as he's singing the song. And 
it's harmless. It's well written. It's quick. It's it's a nice little song. I I don't. It blows my mind when I see people go, oh god, sister. And I look at the rankings of it, and even people that are at the show are just like, bah. You you get to make your you get to make your own set list. Sister is in it. Well, it's not. He has uh, an A. That not mutually exclusive. I I don't think just because it might not be a first choice doesn't mean that he's sick of hearing it either. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Look, I've heard it a billion times. I'll tell you exactly. While you go on your rant against it, I'm going to look up my tour stats, which are available. It's not a rant against. It's not a rant against it, but I would say, um, it's. I, I I'll take a lot of things before it. I mean. I can't. I've heard think... sister ten times, ten times. Okay, that's you know that's as many shows as you see in a week. I know, but still, <laughs> I, I'm still not sick of it. It's it's fine. I, I just of all the things I would be not wanting to hear. I mean, my God, I would rather hear. I've heard Loving Wings five times. Yeah, no shit. I've exactly heard Loving Wings five, nine times. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard Lo- Loving Wings five too many times. And I heard the the. <laughs> the debut of it with a name. I heard it the night after it actually debuted. I just, I would much, much, much rather hear sister. And it just boggles my mind when I see people go, Oh, this, look at sister. this is some kind of bizarre world because again, I'm sorry, Joe, I'm going to have to side with Jake on this. Yes. Um, yes. I, I think it's a great song. Uh, I, I, now if you're saying, Oh, we heard it two nights in a row. Well, that's a different beef, right? It's, uh, you know, you can say that about any song really. Um, but sister is, uh, is a beautiful song. It's well-written, um, cool little, uh, guitar riff before it was, uh, my baby blue. Um, I mean, the, the guitar riff is, so is a, good, they used it twice. I mean, how, what does that tell you about it? Yeah. It's a perfect song for Dave and Tim in a, in a, in a theater with everybody sitting down and you're with your date for the night. Well, hold up now. For your husband. Because that's and- an E1 style thing. That's not, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you that it's nice in that format, but the E1 slot is typically a song of that magnitude anyway. I mean, you can, I would take space between. Oh, before oh God. Oh, oh. no. Really? No, that's not. Dave, Sol- Dave Acoustic, space between? Killer, way, way better than Sister. You know, I have this memory burned in my head of you and Kevaru singing that at the top of your lungs in Tampa <laughs> that I just can't. It's like the thing that haunts me at night. How about this, Joe? Let me just throw this out there. The space if between Kevaru and Joe is not large. It's it's not. It, it was it was very, very close that night. It was uncomfortably close, but that's another story. <laughs> um, if they take Sister and they move it to the acoustic set, are you okay with it there? Is it is it the fact that it's where it is? Mm. Does that does that play into it? That's actually that's the only spot it really can be, and it's not even good in that spot. Well, I'm, you I'm can't you can't put that. you can't put it anywhere else in the acoustic set. Oh. I mean, maybe the opener. Twitter the peeps. Acoustic set? We have a hater. <laughs> <laughs> can't debate about it. I never thought I would say, but I mean, even for me. I don't like when the world ends. I know some people oh. like when the world ends. I think when the world ends is just a waste of three minutes and 21 seconds. Mm-hmm. But I can accept it in the acoustic set. In fact, I did not even rate it a thumbs down, a negative one, when I scored the show to myself, which is, for me, it's an automatic minus one. But in the acoustic set, I'm like, okay, this is cool. I can live I will, with this. I will, say, I will say 
I am probably in the minority. Am I in the minority about this, or am I? Is the majority of people not a fan of Sister? No, I think no. I think you're in the majority, but the majority's wrong. Yeah. Joe, why do you even go to shows? That's <laughs> such a problem. Just stop going. Save, stop save, going. Save, if you don't like the Sister, seats, just don't go to shows. Save the seats for people who appreciate it. Okay. I tell you. <laughs> I'm going to bring a giant sign that says "Sister" for Joe S. I mean, it was, it was a pretty decent show. Um, I mean, I, I was saying that that show was going to be pretty hard to top, especially if you take Sister out. Uh, but then they followed it up with freaking Tuscaloosa, and I mean, that's a freaking good show. That's hard. That's a, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the set list, and what do I take out? I mean, here's the set list. When the world so, ends, prob- <laughs> probably. Or yeah. shake me as a monkey would be shaken. Whichever. Yeah, I'd probably go. I keep shake me can still be fun, even though it's old. You know, it's it's so played. sad that that song's been played to the point where, oh, because I think it's one of the best studio songs they have. I really it's, do. I mean, for present day songs, it has to chart some some record for making it to the level of opener and closer. Like, I mean, it made it to that level, which says that says a lot about a song. If they can get that, and people were happy about it, now it's been overplayed, and people aren't happy about that anymore. But I would still take "Shake Me" over when the world ends. I mean, this set is just loaded: acoustic set, beach ball, bartender, the stone, song that Jane likes, tripping Billy, so damn lucky, funny the way it is when the world ends, and then you get "Oh Sister" and uh, "My Antonia." Is that what it is from uh, with um, with Emmy Lou on it? Yeah. And by the way. Uh, so uh, I'm sorry. Funny the way it is, acoustic is actually very good. I really like. Oh yeah. Funny the way it is, the acoustic set. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. That was and, a nice and surprise. Course, yeah. about Stone. That was a nice surprise last year, and I was like, wow, that really sounds good. That's a pretty killer acoustic set. And then, which by the way, Beach Ball making a lot more appearances. We talked about that, you know, a couple podcasts ago. That it seemed to be a very Texas thing. There's only, you know whatever handful of times it was very texas focused but it's getting a little bit more plays now especially in the e1 spot with dave solo but then leads into the electric set nancy's warehouse black and bluebird in the traditional three spot you know you're going to get that um rooftop seek up shake me like a monkey line our graves long black veil again with emmy the maker with emmy that's always cool granny you and me pmp rapunzel uh, and that, that ends the set, main set, and then Encore, best of what's around E1, all along the Watchtower closer. I mean... That's a cool Encore. I wasn't at the show, so I didn't hear if all the performances were good. I think, Jake, you might have heard some things, but I mean, from a setless perspective, that's a pretty killer set. It, it is, and the Rapunzel from Tuscaloosa was a bit of a train wreck, but it was an adventurous train wreck, and it kind of showed... Um, kind of showed how the band can kind of work their way around some things they had some uh, issues dave kind of dropped the lyrics um at one point and the band sort of had to work their way around it and rashawn was trying to help out a little bit and you could see him mouthing the lyrics to dave um so i wasn't there but obviously i had the ability to see it because i have that power um but it was kind of neat how they kind of if you've ever heard it there's a thread um, on the forums, it's basically something called like train wrecks or something like that. And there's a Rapunzel in there from, uh, I think it's from Hartford back in like 98 or 99. That was just like a disaster, but it's kind of funny the way they worked around it. They turned into a jam and such. It almost ended up like that where they sort of made it into something else and it worked in a, in a weird, funny way. So it, it's something I like that. It, I think that just adds to it. I mean, yeah, 
I'll it, take it that. It really did. It was it, it was it was cool. So when it pops up, um, you know, make sure you, you get a you get a listen for it. And there were tapers there. Um, and and yes, just to answer a question because I know people have been asking about it, um, there are tapers around. You know, don't forget there still is a two week rule. Um, please don't ask for shows for two weeks because these people are very busy and they're doing this all on their own. So we still love the tapers, and we realize that the last couple shows haven't been out. Um, as they have been in the past, but uh, Atlanta was taped and, and Tuscaloosa was definitely taped. I believe Orange Beach, they said they saw some tapers there. So just everybody chill. Can, they'll make it out. Can I just say something about that E1, uh, best of what's around? Mm-hmm. Please. Uh, I just think that's such a fantastic event in a concert. Best of what's around is one of those songs that, I don't know, has it ever been played with real regularity? At least in the last 15 years, I would say no. Yeah. Um, and so it's never expected. It's always a surprise. And there's nothing like, and I, I, I don't know if I've seen it in that slot. I, I want to say I have, but I can't say for sure. But um, being all charged up after the closer, especially like a Rapunzel, which is awesome. And then, you, you know, you're calling the band out, you're psyched. And usually, you know, you get the slow E1. And they just come out and Carter hits that drum roll. And, and best of what's around is that encore one. That's one of that is one of the coolest experiences at a Dave Matthews Band concert. That song is a surprise again, no matter where they play it. For it to be an encore one, it's just a, a killer way to keep the crowd going. Oh, for sure. I mean, Back. Jake, when you did that um, kind of, um, uh, I don't know what they I call know where it, you're like going. song popularity song. Yeah, top fifty. Where did that fall? Uh, I was just about to go there, Joe. It's like you're <laughs> reading my mind. Scarily <laughs> enough, I uh, really. That's funny. Literally. The only song that received a vote from every single person, every person voted best of what's around in their top 50, every single person. And this was a wide variety of fans. This was fans older than even me. This is fans in their teens. This is people that were not really following the band live for shows. This is people that only knew the album stuff. I mean, I really went all out to get a big group of people and the only song that made it on every single person's list was best to what's around so some could have rated high some could have rated low but it made it to everyone's yeah. list so some, something tells me it's, it's not a polarizing song yeah but think exactly. about that i mean two-step didn't make every list 41 Ants didn't make every list 41 didn't make every list stone didn't make every list stone was number one so stone was the number one song picked by people overall when you put everything together and it still didn't make every list. So I'm what does that tell you? I'm surprised ants didn't make every list. Wow. Yeah. But you know, some people are just sick of ants, you know, really. I mean, people have been sick of ants for a while. I mean, back in the nineties, when I used to see shows in the nineties, when they didn't play ants, I was like, Oh, thank God. You know, it's just one less song. I mean, I remember walking out of the 1998 show at giant stadium. And I was like, Oh man, I'm so happy they didn't play ants. Cause I've heard it so many times already. And people were just like, are you kidding me? Do you still feel that way? Um, no. Um, what, cha- what changed? I think that seeing it, I, it, it wasn't necessarily because of the 2010 version that we all saw, the three of us saw in, in Charlottesville um, on the winter mm-hmm. tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the one that made me say, I want to hear Ants every show now. Um I can't tell you exactly which one it was, but there was one before that. I want to say it was even like Tampa, like in 2006. I heard a really good version of Ants and it just sort of made me say, hey, you know, that's pretty good. I think I've been kind of 
hating on that's, it for no reason. That's going to happen with Matt and Jimmy thing. You think so? You think I'll come back? <laughs> I, no, I really think there's no way coming back with that, Jimmy and you. Ants is no, still, still the number one concert experience if I had to take a song. Exactly. Is, that's I'm, why I'm surprised it wasn't on everyone's list. Joe, was that, was that our first show we ever saw together, one of them? Uh, which one? It was uh, Blossom. I yeah. think it was mid-2000s. It's back when you could actually get seat uh, seniority. Yeah. Um, and, so and we, I, we, we had some decent seats, and yeah, they played Ants and Rapunzel, uh, and just the, both of those were freaking awesome. When, when that, that breakdown, uh, what do you want to call it, the bridge, right before the bridge comes in, um, I, I swear I physically felt like the crowd was pushing me forward, that the energy from the crowd – so we were we were fairly close. I this think. was not. This is before GA. So this there's rows of yeah. seats between people. I'd say we were probably ten or fifteen rows back, if that. And uh, it, I've never felt a physical force from crowd energy until that night, and not since then. That was unbelievable. Yeah. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll no, hear another Matt, show. I, Matt, I don't know if you're aware of this, but actually, Jimmy thing is different this year. <clears throat> Did you know that? He would tell them how it's different. Yeah, they have uh, dropped the outros um, of the uh, sexy MF or for what it's worth. And they are now going with a shortened jam. And the song is clocking in around 13 minutes. Hmm. So it's no longer the 20 minute monstrosity that it became. It's a little bit tighter than it is. It's, it's essentially the same structure of the song, but they're getting out of it a lot quicker. So do you think that? would change anything for you do you think that was the reason that that you got to that point i mean you heard you heard those outros a lot i'm trying to uh to think of a term and the only the big red light flashing light in my head is just saying nonplussed what (laughs) nonplussed nonplussed have you are are, are, is this the second word that we're gonna have to do this with (laughs) does this mean edible did non- you buy a thesaurus in Europe not, or something? Nonplus <laughs> non, non is it's, it's unperturbed. It's a surprised and confused so much that they are unsure how to react. I just, I got uh, Jake telling me that it's now 13 minutes and different. I, I, great. Uh, you know, what's that got to do with the price of fish? It's Jimmy thing. Yeah, I, there's no way of here. There's no way of convincing him otherwise. He, he's, he's not going to like Jimmy thing. It's over. It's over for Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy. That, it was a, it was, it was a divorce. And let me tell you, it's lawyer really raked me over the coals. <laughs> I distinctly recall, um, Matt, being at the show with you, uh, which is actually Live Tracks 28, which was the um, JPJ show from Charlottesville in 2010. And that Jimmy thing, that was the one with John Durth guesting and also Trombone Shorty was on mm. it. And I remember saying to you, turning to you and saying, you know, that was a pretty good Jimmy. You know, they, they jammed it pretty good there. And you gave me a look like I had just like stepped on your kitten. <laughs> I know that look. I know that look. <laughs> Complete. Like, like it's, it's a full, you. it's a full body look. Like his whole body, just like, like a, a straight, like shock. Like somebody shook him. <laughs> and then you exactly see his, uh, his uh, giant eyes. He's like twitching almost. Just like, like did that just come out of your mouth? Was that the same show that I faked that I was naked under the ants flag in the backseat oh, of the taxi? No, that was that was West Palm. That and that I can't Palm. believe you mentioned that because that is that has not spread that that has not been told outside of a wide audience. So that is that. <laughs> I and now people are going to be wanting to see that photo. Well, just so you know, Joe, 
just to, just so you know, there's another Uh-oh. story regarding Joe M at an airport that hasn't had a wide berth either. I don't know what you're talking so about. So that's at the ready if that picture ever ever surfaces. I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. Also, tune in for that next time, folks. <laughs> that was also the, the JPJ show, of course, was the show where they went uh, Watchtower into Halloween. And, and, and we were Matt and I were both saying to Joe, oh, look, it's Halloween. Halloween Joe's going, don't say it. Don't say it, you're going to jinx it. Like they're going to hear us say that. And they're going to go, okay, we're not going to play it now. <laughs> I, that was that was one I just really wanted to hear Halloween because they were just not in the rotation of playing Halloween, and so that was a that was a that was a, a deep one. Never seen a guy beat feet faster than Halloween at Spack. Never ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That was in my dust. My goodness gracious. Yeah. So, um, looks like the the ladies um, have kind of taken a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, Jake, you made a point earlier on maybe it was Twitter that other guests have been advertised ahead of time, and it seems like the ladies are uh, pretty much like a uh, Barack Obama trade bill, where they like to keep the details secret from the public. Well, um, yeah, it was just kind of uh, you know we talked about a little bit of this in the last podcast as well. It just seemed a little odd. Now, uh, let's give credit where credit's due. Not every single guest has been um, has been identified. Uh, Branford Marcellus played um, both in Raleigh and in, in, in Virginia. And um, also they had the guest whose name I just cannot think of for the life of me in Atlanta. But uh, neither of those guys were, were guests. And, and I feel bad not remembering because he played the flute and he was fantastic. In Atlanta. Oh, it's um, Kofi uh, Burbridge. Yes. Co- yes. Burbridge. Thank you. God, I could not could not think of his name for the life of me. But um, so it's, pretty, it's a pretty simple name. Yeah. Kofi Band bridge, brain bridge. How many Kofi's do you know? The UN ambassador or UN uh, head of UN or whatever, right? Yeah, Kofi Annan. There you go. There you have it. Um, He'll never but, forget his name. Yeah, now. Look that up. So, <laughs> Is that a thesaurus? <laughs> what's another word for a thesaurus? Ooh. Um, anyway, before I go on any further rants, the question is, Will they announce the ladies? Now, the ladies didn't show up three shows in a row. People are like, hey, all right, look at how great these shows are. And if you look at the rankings of the shows, and you just look at the reaction of fans. You can see the positive results that they have. And if you actually look at the shows, you know, Austin was kind of like people were like, are you serious? Uh, Dallas was well received. Houston was well received. And then the ladies came in and the bottom fell out. I mean, there's the Arkansas show. We talked about this before will be the lowest rated show in the antsmarching.org era. So from 2002 to present, you'll never see a lower show than the Arkansas show. And let's face it, you can like the ladies, you can not like the ladies, but the the, the numbers don't lie. And I think that has an effect on things. So will they be back? Yeah, probably. You've got, prior to the lady blockade there, you've got Mercy and then Jimmy thing beforehand. So people are already probably pretty pissed off. And uh, and then you got four ladies songs ending with stay, and then you got a single encore, which you know Watchtower is Watchtower, but all by itself, it's kind of like wait, that's it. Yeah, that yeah, just pretty that rough. Work. And and it's not only that what the ladies are doing, but what they're adding to songs is not exactly what people want. You know, we talked about this prior that what they're doing to you and me, and I know people's opinions on that, but you know what they're doing to you and me is just 
not nice. It's just not pretty. And what they're adding to Rooftop isn't exactly helping the song either. And the new song, you know, we already talked about the new song last week, uh, Be Yourself, which is just bizarre. So, so it, it's, it, Joe it's not played, benefiting me. Joe sent that to me a little earlier today. It, it, uh, well, you got to, so you got to hear, I think, what you, uh, you listened to three songs, right? Did you, you heard Be Myself, Black and Bluebird, and Soundcheck Jam? Right. First time today. So of those three, give us your, give us your no more than four words for each song. You so, can be less than four so words. doesn't have to be four just words. Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, you're talking Soundcheck Jam from Live Track 33? Yeah. Is there, are we giving it a better name at this point? Are we, cause does it, are we still calling it Soundcheck Jam? We'll just go with what they call it. That's fine. So Black and Bluebird. Um, uncompelling, but my favorite so far. That's good four words. Go on. Uh, be Yourself. Um, I would say four higher horn sections slash meh. <laughs> okay. Okay. And sound check jam. Uh, producers since 2001 would be pissed. From 2001 on. Yes. Would be pissed. Yep. Why would they be pissed? I'll, I'll elaborate. Oh, you're, you're out of your you're out of your four words. I now. know. I'll elaborate quickly on these, but so this I'm listening to the sound check jam or whatever you want to call it, and I'm just thinking that the band, whatever whether their own artistic direction or those of the producers they've dealt with, would would not allow them to stretch their sonic legs so much in recent years, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of was like, geez, you know, everything's and and that was right after "Be Yourself," which is yet another three and a half minute song. I'm like, geez, man, come on. Uh, let's let's stretch that a little bit. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, some really you know pretty transitions in that song. Uh, the uh, be yourself. When I was saying four higher horn section, I love Jeff and I love Rashawn, but you can see the direction that the band's going on a lot of these newer tunes that they they almost don't seem like individual musicians anymore. They they it almost sounds like they got a chart in front of them and they're playing these. These background parts where, you know, Roy would let it flow a little bit more while staying true to maybe the structure of the song. It almost seems like these guys are just, you know, playing that supporting part. I don't know. It just feels weird. It just feels different. Maybe I'm not putting the right words on it. You guys get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's very composed. It's less jazzy, you know, less, um, you know, individual. I, I get that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we briefly talked on it last podcast. I hadn't got a chance to, hear, didn't have a chance to hear it at that point. Um, but I did mention, like, I was just getting a lot of different messages, um, text messages, people asking about it. Um, and a shout out to um, uh, Aunt, uh, Jim Jensen, AVS fan 41. Um, he has. He was one of the ones that texted me. He also sent in a question here um, about it. But I mean, I finally got a chance to listen to it, and um, it's definitely not a sound check song. It's a jam. It's you know, it's long uh, and not really long, but it's not a three minute song. It's not a jam. It, it's definitely composed. They all go into these different sections of the song. They go into these breakdowns at the exact same time. It's a pretty still. It's a pretty stellar song. I guess you know everyone's out there wondering. And this is what Jim's question is: Is what happened to it? Did it morph into something else? Well, did it die out? Why? What happened to it? Because I think the consensus is everybody really likes it. Do you have any ideas, Jake? Well, 
Well, the only thing uh, I, I want to add to that, in addition to what we what we spoke about last week, and basically I, I understand what you're saying, and I'm echoing what you're saying with that, but it's interesting to me that the song was not played in Atlanta nor in the two Alabama shows. However, it did appear with the ladies on the prior two shows. So the question is, if this is a studio song, is this a song with the ladies in the studio? And before you jump in and say, well, obviously it is because they played it with the ladies and they didn't, you have to go back and kind of look at how things debuted back in the day. And in 2001, before, um, before, actually, Every Day may have come out, but when, when Fool to Think, everyone's favorite song, was actually played live for the first time, the ladies appeared on that. And there was some speculation about, oh, what does that mean and such. Um, so you know, they were respect, wondering if they were playing for it. Mad respect for you even knowing that, because you are our archiver and resident Alex Trebek on all things DMB. And yet and I would have figured... DMB. I, I, yeah, right, of course. I would have figured you would have just blacked that out like PTSD kind of stuff. Like you have no idea when Fool to Think was played, who cares kind of thing. But I, I respect well, that. that well, thank you very much. I actually read it on the boards because I don't give two damn's <laughs> about Fool to Think. It could die in a fire and I would not care less. It's, for me even to say those, you know, I usually refer to it as, as GRR at, on the board. So if those, you ever see me say GRR, that's Fool to Think. At those IEMs, you know, not judging uh, the method of uh, obtaining them, I, whatever. That one widely circulated IEM where Dave literally references it as poo that stinks is is so beautiful. I, I, literally, the, the best one of my best favorite parts of the tour is waiting until the tour gets to the Florida shows and <laughs> praying to God that they play Fool to Think in Florida. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I'm not, jo- I'm not oh, joking. It's happened I'm more often joking. than not, right? <sighs> I'm like, please, 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 please. <laughs> All right. I'll, for, for your sake, just just to wrap this up before we go to break, I will tell you that I have actually heard the song live a grand total of four times. So I have heard it four yeah. times. I haven't heard it since 2004, thank God. I actually remember that one. That was actually not a bad show. Um, but yes, I have heard it. I have booed, but that's okay. That's my opinion. <laughs> I want you to be the the ant with the most um, having heard that the most times. I do. Too. You want me to be? No. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so I just wanted to be played in Florida at the shows well, you're at. Now I know what what I'm playing for the for the bumper between the segment and next. So, so, <laughs> so I appreciate the the reference there. <laughs> but we're we're gonna take one more quick break. We're gonna come back and take your Twitter questions. Um, and we'll be right back. In just a second.
All right, welcome back to the third and final segment of uh, episode 48 of the AntsMarching.org podcast. Jake and Joe, are you still with me? I am presently here. Good. Good, Joe. Oh, 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 we're back on? That IPA must have been strong. I've actually almost finished it here. I'm going to pour the little last bit here. I, 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 I dig it. I would rate this, what was it, 3.3 or something? 3.5 was its, was its untapped average. It's some weird word that means drinkable. I would agree. Quaffable. There you go. Quaffable. Quaffable. Like I wouldn't if if Jimmy Thing were a song, there's no way I would term it quaffable. I would agree. There we go. There we go. All right, we've got Twitter questions, everybody. And again, whether it's before a podcast when we announce it or just it's a MF and Wednesday in honor of Ari Gold and the Entourage movie just I just saw today. That was awesome. Um send us a question, hashtag it with Ants Podcast. Well, we should wrap it up and maybe even answer it. Who knows? We got quite a bit of questions uh, this time around, we so do, appreciate do. everybody sending them in. All right, Corey D. Unis, and I'm really glad I didn't say that fast because at first glance it could have been one of those names that embarrasses me when I say it quickly. But no, we're good. Ants, will good good time be played this tour? What about no? I will say yes. Because and it will be at one of the shows that I'm at, and actually I'll be more specific. It'll be at SPAC with Bella Fleck on it. Whoa! Well, that would be interesting. I would actually, I would like to see that. That would be, um, that would be a heck of a performance. I kind of like that idea. It's got to be plus something. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not that. It's not too bad. I mean, I would say probably you put a hundred down, you get. 700 back. Plus 700. 7 to 1. I'll, uh, I would think it would be I think it would be a little higher than that, but still, I, I'll tell you what, that, that's an interesting uh, mix for it. It would work. I like that idea. Okay, let's go with that. Matt, will, it, will we play this tour? Yeah, but only because Jake bitched about the setless variety on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bitch about the setless variety. <laughs> this guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm pleased. I speak for the fans. Yes, 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 we know. We know. Uh, Midwest DMV fans uh, ask if we'll see another pair of Dave and Tim shows in, in next, you know, January 2016. And should Dave and Tim uh, do another full tour? I would um, say... I here, think you, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. I mean, here's my prediction. You probably have something more than I do, but I would say as long as Dreaming Tree Wine exists... They'll get a Dave and Tim show in, in in the new year, you know, the off time. I think that's going to be pretty standard as long as Dreaming Tree Wine exists. Should DMV do a, a, do a full tour? I, I would actually say no if by saying no means we get some other stuff. We get like an album, get like an album. They spend the time on an album instead or they – do a Dave and Friends, or um, they do a winter tour. Uh, you know, uh, you know, either doing Europe, but maybe something after Europe, maybe early, uh, early year tour. That that would be my. I would trade that for a Dave and Tim full tour. I will agree with you on both points. Uh, specifically, though, I would rather them not do a Dave and Tim fall tour, regardless, or even a winter tour or any tour, because essentially the crowds are a mess. And it's just a shout fest and people don't know how to go see Dave and Tim. 
and yeah. it just drives me absolutely nuts and just sit there, shut up and listen to the music. And literally of the, you know, hundred shows they've done, there's like three crowds that are great and that's it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, if they could play every show in Iowa, it would be fantastic because the <laughs> Iowa crowds are, are really, really nice. But other than that, it's just a, a freaking train wreck. You, you know, it'd be cool. And maybe, I don't know if there's a, if I have a specific way to, to, that this could be done. But it'd be cool if they did have a Dave and Tim tour, no matter how large, maybe semi-small, 20 shows. But it Whoa, wasn't... 20 shows. Ooh. What do you mean? It's a lot. That's a That's lot a of lot. shows. Yeah, okay. I mean, 15, something like that, maybe a dozen shows. But but imagine <laughs> where they don't um, they don't go through their typical marketing channels to, to, to promote it. So I was kind of. It's funny you say that. I was kind of thinking that too. Like I was find that you knew you have like a um, what do they call it for the uh, the writers that have like a, a surname like a, like a super K a pen name. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I, and I don't even know if you need to go that cloak and dagger, but something where it's just not as not as promoted, right? Not necessarily secret. Maybe you can do that, but um, right. And they and they just end up playing a small club for a few shows. And and you're certainly not going to get you're gonna ha- you're gonna have people who are shocked by it and they're going to pay the f attention they're going to shut their mouths and just appreciate what they're getting right there uh, I think that would be a cool experiment to try and and you know Dave is not beyond being spontaneous with his fire dancer uh, pull the car over kind of thing or like you know he seems like kind of a guy who would, who would be into doing that now whether management thinks that'd be a good idea or they'd want to have that little control over the promotion who knows but i i think it'd be interesting experiment yeah I, I, that I'm would, on board yeah i think that would be cool uh, you know it's something that people have talked about and and some people have had an opportunity to see but seeing dave and tim or even dave in a very small venue uh, i've talked about it in the past I, I went back in 2012 to a little fundraiser in palm beach and saw dave in a room that was was not very large but there was maybe 30 or 40 people that were intently interested in what he was playing. It's just such a different feel. And Dave as an artist gets a different feel off of it. He sort of works off the vibe of the people. It's, it's, it's just, it's really cool. It's really just the neatest thing in the world to see. All right. Daniel, Adam Bartlett, uh, Ants, do you have any insight as to what or when the next live tracks slash live album is coming and how are they picked? Now we might've already went over this, on past podcasts, but we all like to repeat ourselves anyway. So, uh, Jake, man, how are they picked? Well, I think the best, oh, maybe before oh. Jack, Jake says how they're picked, I would say um, we have, don't we have like a thread and also have a tour central feature? Um, that would, I would probably say wink, wink, use those features. Yep. I guess, Jake, we have anything to add? No, that's that's a good one. Is there's a there's a thread that uh, it's it's entitled I know I know, but next live tracks is or something like that. Um, follow along with that uh, thread, and that's a lot of people that uh, that suggest shows and mention shows, and kind of I guess you could say ironically enough, some of them actually pop in there and, and, and happen. Um, as far as how they're picked, uh, the only thing I would say is carefully. Um, it seems like there's been a, a really nice run of shows the last, you know, whatever, however many you want to go back that you want to say were good in a row. I know some people were kind of maybe a little squishy on, um, live tracks 32, which was the show last year from, um, from Berkeley. But that's something that I think a lot of people expected, but there's been a sort of like a variety of shows. And it seems like they're kind of dancing around a little bit. 
and a lot of them have been fan favorites, which is which is kind of um, which is good because that's who's going to buy them. So it's always nice that, that the people that actually want the shows get them. Um, if if, so if I, we were working from a trend, uh, what would the trend say that they expect the next album? Well, that's an excellent question, which is what he was kind of getting at, I guess, in a way. I think they're just about every three months or so, maybe four months. It seems like there's about four a year. So I guess that would be a quarterly thing. So I would guess that there's <laughs> going to be another one coming out, an announcement coming out pretty soon. They usually announce it about a month before it actually ships. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly when they announced the last one with the, uh, the, the 95 show. That's the sound check song we spoke about earlier. Um, which was very, very well received, by the way. One of my favorite 95 shows, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. It's a great show. If you haven't picked up Live Tracks 33, go right ahead. Um, tell them Jake sent you. Um, so, but it should be out probably within a month or so, I would assume there's going to be an announcement. So keep your ears open there, Daniel. Aha. All right, let's see. Uh, we got time for one more. Uh our Colby Council asks us, who else will most likely sit in with the band this summer? Well, generally speaking, I wouldn't answer a question from a guy who roots for Auburn, but I'll make an exception this time because I'm a hell of a nice guy. Um, well, I, I, I think Bella has a good chance. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Bella, and quite specifically, I just have a, an inkling that he's going to guest on Good Good Time. At spec. And so it's it's did they announce that? I mean, that's pretty much it's pretty much a lock. Okay, so we know we know Bella, Emmy's in the books. Um, you know, Greg. That you know, we know Dave's commented that he's trying to get him, and I don't think he would mention it unless he is going to get him. So we'll get him. Um, outside of that, do, would you guys want to hear Danny Barnes? That. I mean, I would. I was a that three night stander. Um, the three night stand thing. Uh, it, it gave Danny such a bad rap. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, such, it did. it's so unfortunate. You know, we, you know, you go to the Gorge three night stint, and they go and play two songs of his, both all three nights. Yeah, and we we interviewed him during that album release. Um, mm -hmm. He's a super nice guy, and that album's. Actually, and I'm not a country fan. Okay, I'm not a country fan. That album's really good. You call um, that country? Uh, it's about as close to country as I care to get. But yes, I, I do. Maybe more Western than country? Possibly. What? Yeah. All right. Worth a try. <laughs> you know, the, the, the sad part about it is Danny is super, super talented. Yeah. Uh, excellent, excellent banjo player. And just those shows, like you said, just scarred him in the community like it's no one's business. And it's just yeah. simply not fair. It's not and fair. just for that alone, I would like to hear. If you actually go back and listen to redemption, some well, go back and listen to what Danny's played on, and you're going to be surprised because he played on songs you didn't think he did. He played on Stone, and you go back and you listen, you're going to be like, "Wow, okay, I totally have misjudged this guy." It'd be good. I think we'll get a Joe Lawler, right? Pretty much, sure. I mean, that's a, that's about a even money, you think? Sure. We'll get him. That would, that would be, I mean, he's great on stuff. You know, it'd be nice to see, um, 
it would nice to see uh, if Stefan's friend Mike Mike uh, McCreary would come out McCready yeah, come yeah, out, um, who was just really 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 good on on the two songs he played on, and unfortunately you could barely even hear him on Spoon um, when he played on that, which was which was unfortunate because he's great. That would be wonderful too. Yeah. That he and, and I think actually I would say that's a good chance. What about um, somebody in the uh, horn section? Who, who who would be good? John Durth. <clears throat> yeah. Well, they would have to be in Charlottesville for yeah. that. I don't know if, if he would show up. Um, you know, maybe Lasim uh, Richards, um, Rashawn's friend, who's played on uh, trombone on a few shows. I think he's out in California now. Um, he played out on a, on a California performance not too long ago. He would be great. I think the trombone actually adds a lot to uh, DMB sound. Dodo. I'm, I'm, Dodo. I, w- I would enjoy that. That would be cool. If you got a trombone, there's no excuse for not playing Dodo. We've been crying for that. You know, at least I heard a tease of it in, in Jacksonville yes. last year. But how that song has never been played is absolutely beyond me. Especially that with the tease. Blows it's, my mind. It, yeah. It's... It's about it's one of the best songs off that album by far, and it's screaming yep. for full band treatment. I, I I just I don't understand it. And you know, on the warehouse disc, the one they just released, they played that um they they put that dancing Nancy's on there that has the outro, which is essentially too high. And you know, I keep listening to that, going, God, how come they never even tried that? Uh, there's you know they're, they're playing the hell out of so damn lucky. I'm so damn sick of so damn lucky. Um, just once, give me Dodo or yeah. give me too hot. Well, either one. Thanks to whoever runs the Ant's Twitter account, I think we can probably kiss our request goodbye from now on. <laughs> Play <laughs> fool to think twice every show. Oh God, that'd be awesome. Well, I, I think we're bound to get a bunch more guests. I think a couple of those are pretty much locks. Um, I think the ladies will be back, and I know Jake will say I just jinxed us again. And by jinx, it probably last time. I I did. Apparently, I did last time because I got a couple pings on that too. Why did you mention? Why did you say anything? You jinxed it. (laughs) I really got. I really got that message. Um, You know. You know. I'm sure we'll get them again. And um, I don't know. I'm hoping for you know all those ones that I think we said for the most part are not too far off. Um, So I'm hoping we get surprised. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. I guess Matt, so. Do one, more, do one more from uh, from the Avs fan, if you don't mind. Let's see what we got here. Who's it? With the Badger. Oh, we already to talked about it. Did All we? right. Has the sound check jam morphed into something else? If it died out, why? It's great. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. I'm going to go ahead and answer that one you since I said I'm. That leaves me hanging. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I asked it. I asked it him before. I asked it him. I asked him that before. And he decided to talk about um, um, what was it, black and blue burgers, or oh, okay. uh, or or, or um, uh, be yourself. And quickly, Jake, because my dinner is waiting. Yeah, well, just real quickly, the the point I want to make is, you know what, songs sometimes don't make it, and it's not fair, but it happens. And you can go back and you can listen to songs that are well known songs recorded by fans, like. Um, Light Lift Me Up or that jam from 7303 that just sound really, really good and just never make it out. So it's not fair. It seems like it should have developed into something, but it doesn't happen. And let me tell you, there's hundreds of songs like that that you've never heard. Yeah. Oh, we got one last question here. And Matt, Matt, this question's for you. 
Uh, it's from Sean R. O'Connor. Uh, and he says, uh, it's my birthday yesterday. It was my birthday yesterday. Sing for me. I think the and only I, person directed to you, Matt. The only person on the dock to sing is Joe, who still owes me a Siena College fight song after they beat oh. the Ohio State University in the Give tournament. Me a break. Some years that, back. That, that was way redeemed. Uh, that was redeemed at your freaking wedding. And, so and, you, you're and yet there are no witnesses who could attest to that. So actually, you sang in a bunch I can't of times that you overserved your wedding party. Nope. Jake, Jake, he didn't sing any kind of alma mater at any of our Seville functions, correct? I thought he sang it in at the 09 party at Mauna Loca. Done I've done it so many times. No, he didn't. And every time he's, he doesn't remember, I, I, ironically. You know, well, thanks, so Jake. They don't remember it. I, really, I mean, I really, I would, I would love to hear him sing it again. Well, I Jake, love I think things, you're up but... to the age now where we can claim it senility with you. So what the hell am I asking you for? I distinctly recall hear him, hearing him sing that in Mono Loco in the very front of the bar at about 1.30 Why the hell? I remember- oh, well, that, I mean, that could be the explanation, too, because I could have been. That, that same thing with your wedding. I could have been salted off by that. I would totally sing for you, Sean, if I had my singing partner, Kevaru, and we would sing The Space Between. <laughs> His hand and yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I think that's as good a spot as any to end it. Uh, I'm getting hungry, too. Uh, this is a totally not hey. compensated for plug. If you have not seen Entourage, go see it. Awesome movie. That's my comment Jake. for the night. What do you guys got? Jake? Uh, I think that Entourage will be a complete and utter bomb, and you're going to be one of 17 people that saw it in the country. Oh, I love <laughs> it when you're wrong. <laughs> and... I would like to finally make that toast that I promised at the beginning of the podcast and say, Matt, welcome back to America. Thank you, Joe. It's wonderful to be back. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.